I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Hey, thank you very much for dropping in here on my podcast. I really enjoy having your company. Thanks. Well, daylight saving time is gone. That means the dark age is upon us till sometime in the spring. And I am sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair in my living room, soaking it in. I love the night. Night is a time full of heroes and villains and perfume traces and quick smiles that leave lipstick traces and black lace falling slowly to the carpet and soft, quick, personal sounds like a lover's key in your front door. Someone's breath close to your face. Fantasy faces sometimes look out of the dark, too. Strangers sometimes. And sometimes faces from your past. And sometimes, maybe, a face from your future. The night is a thick, moonlit fantasy forest. My Lady Wonder Wench used to be a skier. I have never understood the joy of riding a ski lift up the side of this huge mountain while you are admiring the magnificent snowy peak high overhead and watching that little tiny wire that looks way too skinny for the job holding your chair up over the 3,000-foot deep canyon that's below you where you're dangling your feet, you know? Silly of me, I know. After all, that ski lift was built on the basis of actual computer calculations done by a staff of engineers and scientists who, at the moment, are probably observing you from the safety of where they keep the ambulance in the garage in the ski lodge that's down there below. My lady Wonder Wench was a skier before I met her. And she used to go skiing with a friend of hers by the name of Rose and some guy by the name of Bill. Evidently, Rose never brought a guy with her because she enjoyed trolling for ski instructors. And according to Ms. Wench, she was usually pretty successful. As a matter of fact, according to Ms. Wench, Rose was kind of a combination of Catherine Zeta-Jones, Carmen Electra, and Angelina Jolie. Jolie? Whatever. You get the point. Well, anyway, it seems that Ms. Wench, who had not yet met me and therefore had not fallen in true lust or love or whatever, some combination thereof, I hope, at that point, Ms. Wench was, was madly in lust with Bill. But Bill was either testosterone-challenged or simply too much of an idiot to notice. And this did not do wonders for Wonder Wench's ego. <laughs> And over the years, I have kind of developed this Wonder Wench Ski Lodge fantasy in which I land my plane in the parking lot at an incredibly expensive ski lodge, the kind where the rooms cost as much as buying off three of your local state senators for a year. And at dinner, they, they serve lobster 
the size of a mid-sized car. And the airplane's engine gets all the attention of the people in the lodge, and, and Bill opens the door, and the whole crowd gathers behind him. And they watch as I step down from the cockpit, dressed in my helmet and goggles and my white silk scarf and my black leather flight jacket and my freshly pressed dockers and, and my riding boots. And Remember, this is my fantasy, so I am looking kind of borderline Harrison Ford here. And I flip up the goggles, and I push the two ends of the scarf into my pockets, and I stride across the road. Right past Bill, I, I walk in and I stand in the middle of the room for just a moment. The crowd is silent. And then I spot Wonder Wench, sitting by herself. And I walk decisively over to the table, right past Rose, who looks up adoringly and, and expectingly. But I ignore her. And I hold out my hand to Wonder Wench, who stands up gracefully and looks at me in amazement. I've just ignored Rose, remember. Rose's lips are quivering, and, and a tear wells up in her eye, and she half reaches her hand toward me. But without a word, I guide Wonder Wench slowly to the door. The crowd gasps. I pick up Wonder Wench and carry her across the snow to my waiting airplane. The engine starts with one turn of the prop, and we, we power up and we roar straight up into the full moon. And I turn on the autopilot when we pass 5,200 feet. And the rest of the fantasy I will leave to your imagination. <laughs> but eat your heart out, Bill, whatever your name was. <sighs> Tales, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that clangs around in your head all day out the other ear, and you can enjoy some of the sounds of silence. According to Archaeology Magazine, recent discoveries have revealed the brand of coffee that was served on the Titanic. This is no kidding. It was Sanka. Bad choice. Okay, if the answer is a police flashlight, what is the question? If the answer is a police flashlight, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. We'll move about in a minute. According to Cosmo, the average American woman kisses 79 men before she gets married. No report on how many men some girls kiss after they get married. Henry Ford grew marijuana. He said, I'm hoping to make plastic out of it. <laughs> right. All right, if the answer is a police flashlight, the question is, what broke up most of your teenage relationships? A police flashlight? <laughs> You're blushing, aren't you? The cops around my way had to be fast, because in my neighborhood, putting your car in neutral was considered foreplay. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. Hey, a quick reminder, if you like these podcasts or the spoken word CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too and you'll be doing me a favor. The middle of the night, the dark age, a thick 
moonlit fantasy forest. But what happens when real soft, warm flesh and hot blood turns a fantasy into a reality? You never expected this to happen. You're beginning to feel warm and wet and weak just thinking about dinner with an old friend on Sunday. You've never been lovers. You came within moments and less than inches of it. The first time was during the summer that you both graduated from school. It was after an outdoor concert in the park. The night was warm and summer magic and private and dark. And you let him half undress you. You were both sweating and you let him hold you against his bare chest. He kissed your breasts. You'd never let anybody do that before. Then you just got scared. You suddenly went cold. And you said no and pushed him away. He was so frustrated he punched the grass and sprained his wrist. You couldn't help but laugh a little, but you were scared too. Later it seemed like the right decision. By Christmas you were both involved with other people. And about a year later you both got married. As the years went by, you never forgot that kiss. You remembered the feeling of his lips on your breasts, the scent of his hair and the summer grass and the sweat and how young and intense his eyes were looking up into yours. It was a scene that filled your fantasies as your marriage started going downhill. During those years, you ran into each other several times and had lunch twice. Second time, the week after your divorce, in one wild, unguarded moment, you let him know that you wished that you hadn't said no all those years ago, and that if he asked again, the answer certainly would be yes. You blushed when he didn't ask. But then a week later, he showed up at your office, and he did. But the fantasy moment had passed, and you remembered that he was a married man. Yesterday, he called and told you that his marriage was also on the rocks, and his wife had filed for divorce. His voice was husky and hurt, but somehow he sounded relieved on the telephone and hopeful when he asked you to have dinner on Sunday night. There'll be only one question this time. When you make love, will it be the beginning of a new love or the end of a fantasy? of a high school young guy's face with intense eyes looking up at her for all of those years apart alone there in the dark in the scent of long ago warm fragrant summer grass 
Fantasies are the fuel that keeps real love burning. The story is called Dinner Date. It's from my Night Connection Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections icon there on the home page. Sometimes adding real warm, soft flesh and hot blood to a fantasy starts a lifetime love. Sometimes it's just a powerful instant, like a, like a lightning flash during a snowstorm. And fantasies love playing in the dark forest of the night. I love the night. It's a time full of heroes and villains and perfume traces and quick smiles that leave lipstick traces. Black lace falling slowly to the carpet. Soft, quick, personal sounds. A lover's key in your front door. Someone's breath close to your face. Fantasy faces sometimes look out of the dark. Strangers sometimes. Sometimes faces from your past, and sometimes, maybe, from your future. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.